Jesus, Jesus, can you hear me? Oh my God! Check, check. I got it. The fuck? Is that better? Here he is. Well, what's happening? Six. I was charging next to my bed. Can you hear me? I think. Yeah. Here you go. Can I hear you? What's happening? Check, check, check. Can you hear me? Am I on? I can hear you. Oh, I'm on. Oh, yeah. Can you Thank you. You yeah, could be louder. I want you to be louder. Mm-hmm. That's shiny back there. Okay, come on. Let's go this way. Okay. How's that? Check, 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 check. Thank you for joining us, Adam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, we have nothing better to do. <laughs> They're out here. Adam Ray. Thank you. Oh man, Thank it's, been, you. it's been one of those one of those pandemics, huh? It really has. Is that light like crazy right there? Is it crazy in my glass? Was, oh, you look good. Is it dark? Oh Jesus! You see all, all your friends. I have. Yeah, I have a lot. <laughs> I grew up. Uh, they had invented sunscreen for real. I grew up on a farm. Hey, wait, wait. Save it for so, the podcast. I will say <laughs> no. I'm joking. I'm, jo- I'm joking. Keep going with your freckle farm story. I want to hear it. No, I will. I will. I will do. I will. When we roll. I'll tell you the whole story. <laughs> oh, we're rolling, baby. We're rolling. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. It's, uh, thanks, Sasha. Wow, thanks, Sasha. The, oh, you're full three there, man. Look at you. Look at, Look at you. Well, Adam, <laughs> much like you, I grew up on a farm in Iowa, <laughs> and uh, yeah, let's know, tell people why uh, we know each other. And, they had not invented sunscreen. I'm going to try to explain our, the difference in you and I's complexion. They had not invented sunscreen. And so uh, that's that's what this is. And uh, we uh, also, we worked in the fields. And yeah. the, the crop dusters would fly over us. And I'm the oldest of seven kids. And they'd fly over us. And, and we our hair would get wet from the spray for the crop duster. I'm not even kidding. And nobody cared about kids right. back then. You got on a bus, you went to the church parking lot and got on a bus with drifters. And then you went about 20, 25 miles from your home to detassel corn, if that was the time of year, or rogue beads or bale hay or whatever. And you loved it. And, uh, but they also sprayed you down with whatever it was. Cause it came, it would come in low, you know, to spray the, the, the most important thing was the crops. Right. As always. Right. Unless you had ca- uh, cattle or pigs, and then they were more, way more important. Do so, uh, I'm lucky. These you spots. are lucky. Wait, so you don't know what it was that you were getting sprayed with? It just was well, some- uh, D- something that they used on the Vietnamese eventually during the war. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The DDT, but it was it was pesticides <laughs> that are banned now. That's for, for sure, sure, for real. Yeah. And so 
you know, every time they cut something out of our heads. Plus, even even when we went to the to the lake, because there's no beach there, we took a uh, uh, baby uh, baby lotion, no baby oil with iodine in it. That was our suntan lotion, baby oil, baby baby oil with iodine, so we could really get a nice tan. So there wasn't anybody going, "Hey, you should take it down a notch." We're like, we want to get really like a nice tan, and so. <laughs> And, you know, it's, so it, uh, must, it must drive you nuts when you see people that can't actually figure out the balance of sun lotion, screen, what it, whatever it be, to like get you know figure out because like you know you're saying at that time like you just were using very unconventional methods, so it's like right. now you have too many different options. So if you can't figure it out, well, I have two children. They're seven. My son Jacks is seven. My daughter Quinn is four and a half, and they've never really been in the sun. I mean, I, I lather them up, and I and they're you know, you want it to be like that. You want to get a little touch of the sun because of vitamin D and you don't yeah. want to, but they never really been in the sun. Like, you know, we were just in it and uh, nobody really cared. Again, nobody's like, Hey, wait a minute, kids. Cause there's so many of us, you know, you can afford to lose a few, you know, and, you know <laughs> working with machinery. And, uh, but you know, kids today, they're very, where people are very smart. And, uh, you know, you also want to, uh, you want your kids, you don't want to be scared of everything. Right. So you, you got to pick and choose what your, you know, what, what your, but the sun is, is um, bad. A little bit of sun is good. Sunshine, getting them out and about, playing outside and roughhousing. But the, to sit in the sun all day, you know, is bad. You know what else is bad, Adam? Working all the time for your dad in the sun. Making your kids work all the time. That's oh, is that what's bad. happening? I was going to ask, how are you even, you know, are you taking on the responsibilities of, of uh, you know, educator for your kids? Well, I am. Right over there. <laughs> Everyone over there. You know, we started Zoom uh, first grade. And uh, Sasha, my, my co-host on my podcast. Yeah. Bush, you know, Bush, she, of course. We have to, now my son, we have to trade off because a few uh, hours Zoom, I mean, Zoom classes. That's enough. I mean, it's, but it's also hard to keep kids into it. I didn't even, my daughter, the four and a half year old, like she went to Zoom preschool last year, the set starting in March and, and she, she was hard enough keeping her involved in preschool anyway. And so this year I, I said, I'm not even, she has one more year of preschool and, and that's bull. Can you say bullshit? Oh yeah, you can say it. Oh yeah, that was bullshit. That was like a high price. It was a daycare for rich moms is what it was. It was like, I'm not gonna pay 40 grand to be on Zoom right over there. She hated it. She wants to hang out with dad. She wants to have fun here. Yeah. And it's the last year she'll do it. First of all, dad's 61. Let's be honest. Kill How him. many more years are there gonna be hanging out with dad, right? <laughs> so that I'm not doing it. So she's, you know, she does little things on the, you know, we'll, we'll create little fun things that she wants to do. What does she want to learn? Like she's got her own laptop. Right. She's got, you know, she's got some skills. What exactly does she want to do this year? Now, my son is in organized education. That's called first grade. Last year in kindergarten, you know, uh, <laughs> he he passed it. I have to say this. Thank he got God. a satisfactory. Oh, my gosh. It was touch and go. Uh, but, but you know, we're keeping him involved is uh, – keeping any kid. I don't know how they do it, but oh, yeah. we, you know, we're doing it. And uh, – <clears throat> You know, it's a, it's a good thing. And the teachers, God bless, these teachers are, you know, they're geniuses. They're wonderful. They're, they're air traffic controllers. They're patient. 
I mean, I, I volunteer a lot at his school and to see the most, uh, the thing you feel the best about is your kid. Like my son is, uh, you know, you, you think, oh my gosh, he's so different than the other kids. He, first of all, he's so much bigger. He's a right. head taller and he's, and you think, oh, I've screwed him up so much. He's not going to fit in and, and it's going to be, uh, and so you volunteer the first month, you sit in his class and then I go every month and you see the difference in your own kid and see that he's a part of the group and then he's kind of a leader and he's sitting there at the table the whole time, pretty much the whole time. And, and he's got pride in, in his classroom and, and he's, and he respects his teacher and, yeah. and what he does. It's the best feeling ever. I have to tell you. Does, uh, does the pandemic make you uh, glad that you've gotten to, I, cause I'll hear the flip side from some people, uh, mainly my sister who's like, man, I've never wanted to work like an 80 hour week more just from being home with three kids uh, most of the time. But it sounds like you're finding that balance to, uh, to get the, the hang time in, but also still do your work. Yeah. Well, you know, the kids, the kids have been, uh, you know, because uh, uh, in our situation, you know, the kids, uh, you know, when the kids have gone through, a, their parents have gone through a divorce and are, are they a, a pretty accurate, acrimonious divorce. And I've been home with them for, for a while. I love it. You know, the thing you is, I, I didn't have a kid till I was a child. So I was 54 years old. And right. It's something I always wanted. And uh, so I was prepared to be home with the kids. That's what I always wanted to do. And, and I think that, that uh, there are some people that are raised, with somebody raising the, the kids and doing that. And, and I just genuinely, I was raised by a single father. So, so when, 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 I, when he was 22, I was four, my sister was three, my brother was one. So my parents were so young and, you know, so I genuinely, uh, uh, every moment that I can, uh, and, and because of circumstance, I've spent a lot of time at home and sort of lived like somebody that lit, would live during a pandemic. So it's not that, you know, I am anxious to get back to work now. Yeah. But uh, and, and and it is, I do. I am sad that I can't drive them to a school where that you know that is good for them. Yes. Uh, and I know that day will come. And I am anxious to get on the road and work somewhere. Or you know, uh, I'm anxious to for the uh, our industry to start <laughs> making the regular kind of movies that aren't all about pandemics and. Uh, Stand up. I see people are booking stand up. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to, you know, as we have our schedule figured out with yeah, their mom, the and oh, I'm going to do that, you know. Uh, but, but I'll tell you what I've done, Adam, and you might, what I've done is I said, here's the deal. Here, there's this pandemic. We are in the house. Sasha, the, my assistant, who's great with kids, and she had experience with children, she moved in. Well, she just started, I started. She just started not leaving is what really happened. Sleeping on the couch. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And she's a comic too. And so the four of us, we, we live here in this place. There's a pandemic. And so this is the life. And so I said, well, I want to do make art about this life. This is the deal. And I heard that she done a podcast like you. And by the way, you are so, I had no idea how talented you were. I knew you. I've done your podcast before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started watching what you do on Instagram and stuff and the character stuff and all the stuff that you do is so freaking good. It's such a variety of stuff. Cause I, I started saying, she said, well, pay attention to podcasts. Who do you like? I started going through people. I was like, Oh my God, I know him. And he is so talented. 
you know, Sasha's here. I said, anyway, but it's also so hard. I could never do anyway. So we just start doing it in the back house or garage between yeah. the kids. Yeah. And we just start making this stuff. The kids want to do a rap video. And so we made one. It's a little dirty, but uh, okay. it's, you know, their mom wanted to send him to school of rock camp. And I said, Hey, I am school of rock camp. I'm not going <laughs> to, I made more movies than Jack Black. We're going to, but anyway, so this is the situation that's going on in our world. Well, let's take advantage of it. And, yeah. you know, and so, but, uh, you know, uh, this is, and, and by the way, when they grow up and you know, this, the kids are going to look back and say, what was going on in our lives oh, way back when? Yeah. They're gonna, so that's, I mean, you're you're brilliant in in creating these like long lasting memories and taking advantage of not just you know if you're gonna be around them be with them right and like having all these uh, creative if if you're if you have the advantage of growing up or uh, and being parented by somebody creative like yourself it's it's almost like you would feel like they'll look back at this and feel like it was a waste if you weren't doing these things because like man we had Tom Arnold at our disposal to like create some fun and some different shit to do and we didn't uh, do it so that's awesome that you're doing that what is the rap video about if you don't mind me asking because uh, well the rap video is about this adam every since uh you know and i've heard from so many friends that have reached out you know how people reach out because of the pandemic like oh, yeah. old girlfriends i'm sure have reached out to you the people you never thought you'd heard of my six heard from again old friends and stuff well a lot of my old uh, friends have reached out including a, 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 my old rabbi at the and there are all a lot of older men my age yeah. that said, hey, I haven't, listen, Tom, I have, wanted to see how you were doing and the kids and everything. And I saw that you, uh, and I said, your assistant, what's going on there? You, she, she's living there. I'm, uh, well, that's what I, are you guys fucking? That's what they all ask. I go, wait a minute. Why would you ask me that? I said, she's here. We're just, you know, uh, and they go, I didn't think so. You know, she's like 30 and you're 61. I go, no, we could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, not, that's, that's not why. Yeah. Hey, guys, Adam Ray here for the About Last Night podcast. Hope you're enjoying the episode. Man, it's good to be back. And you know what? The best part about being back is sharing the goodies with you, the fans. I love candles, okay? You know from listening to this podcast, we've always had candles living around the apartment and now my new place. And um, I'm tired of buying the bullshit candles from the store. I want some personal touch. I want something handmade. So that's why I found Hangover Candle Company. That's right. Homemade by a bartender in Fort Collins, Colorado. He's a big comedy fan, podcast fan. Reached out, said, I love the pod. Would love to send you some candles. I'm like, I'm not comfy giving you my address. He's like, come on, trust me. I was like, all right, let's roll the dice. Boom. Now I've got fucking 40 different flavors of Hangover Candle Company candles in my place. Um, They're... Cut, sanded, poured, packed, and shipped, all by him. Um, and you can choose from over 200 different containers, okay, to build your candle in. And over 40 different scents to create your own uh, smell. You can customize your own scents. Shit, man, they've got flavors like uh, fucking root beer, apple pie, cinnamon stick, coffee, fresh cut grass, uh, hazelnut, lavender, leather, maple syrup, peach, pine, sandalwood, spearmint, sea breeze, vanilla bean, watermelon. Go to Hangover Candle Co., uh, on Etsy, okay? Go to Etsy, type in Hangover Candle Co. It'll pop up the shop and then pick your candles and then use the promo code ALN25 at checkout to get 25% off your first order. 25%. Hangover Candle Co. is on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, but again, go to Etsy, 
type in Hangover Candle Co., find the candles and the smells you want, create your own, and then use ALN25 at checkout to get 25% off your first order. I love candles. They're great for any occasions, bar mitzvahs, circumcisions, uh, fucking weddings, funerals, gender reveal parties, uh, divorce parties, uh, coming out parties, coming in parties, coming parties. These candles are the shit, and they're my fave, and I want you guys to have them. So type in Etsy. Dot com and then type in Hangover Candle Co. and uh, and pick your candles and use ALN25 at checkout for 25% off. All right? Start smelling better. Start looking better. Start feeling better. Okay? Because everybody farts and candles are a great way to get rid of that. And now back to the episode. There's people that you and I both know that are these, these respected people in the community that ask me that. They go, so what, what's the deal? Are you guys? Uh, yeah, I go, what the? Shit. Yeah. Why are you asking me? They, that's the only reason they call me. Not to see how I am, but so many people have called. Crazy? Hey, so you would uh, only care about the drama. Well, they also saw her and go, you know, she's very cute. Uh, are you guys? Uh, I go, whoa, whoa. I thought you were calling about me and my children. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I go, you know no, no, we're, no, it's professional. But and they go, I didn't think that there in a million years that she would be with you. I go, what are you talking about? I am. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> It could happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could be in the hall sometime and run into each other. I mean, don't say so. It began this whole thing of how many people pretend they're calling me to, to see about my well-being and the kids. And then it turns out they just want to know about my young assistant. You know, and then we, that's what the rap song's about. That's amazing. You know it'll get bad if your doctor calls and he's like, so what's uh, going on there? You're like, dude, I thought you were calling me with my COVID test results. He's like, yeah, yeah, those are... It's gonna take another week, but you could you could give me these results right now, baby, if you got the yeah. What what? Uh, who give me left? a little volume. Give me a little more, more volume. volume. Check check. Yep. Yep. No more. I can't for some reason. Check, Did check, I go check, deaf or something? Oh, it went down. The voice went down. Sorry, Adam. Yeah, no, it's my fault. You're so your podcast stuff is so damn. Here we go. Check check. There we go. That's better, huh? It's also you do the political stuff. Nobody does that. You so do I mean, is that that's better? Yeah. Can you hear that's me now? Better. Uh. Did you see the uh, the Trump uh, music video that I did? Yeah, yes. you watched that. Yes, silly, right? Because there no nobody does. I do political stuff because I'm uh, active. Yeah, you know, I work with the Biden I'm real, real, you know, I help take Jerry get Jerry, Jerry Falwell to resign because I got yes. the keep of the wife of the him of the. I mean, I, I I'm overt. Right. I get the, this lawyer Michael Cohen. I've the but you. Is it's so good and so, but you're as overt when you do comedy like that. That is art. That that your your Trump, uh, your video stuff, and that that is exactly the same thing. That's what we, you know, that's what we can do that they can't because we are funny. You are funny, and people people watch that and they and it it goes in. And it's like, oh yeah, you know, and uh, and that's a really important thing right now. You know, I do work with the the Biden comms people. Oh, great. And, and we're killing it. You know, we have these people that make these short videos every day that are really powerful too. Yeah. And just different, what different little groups every day and telling stories and, and to get our comics, to get our artists to keep doing things like this. It is so effective and powerful. There's so many, you know, if that's, that's really what is, you know, and I say, Hey, check this guy out. Check it. You know, I keep directing people to this stuff. This oh, is what great. we do. We make art to, to speak yeah. up. You know, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I'm curious what your thoughts are, because I, I know you've, uh, you know, if you're a comic and you're, you know, taking a chance by voicing an opinion on something that could be, uh, 
you know, garner some backlash. Uh, and you, I don't think you, I feel like you've never had an issue with that. Have you always been kind of fearless in that way where you're like, this is what I think I'm going to put it out there. Or did you have to kind of, you know, calculate it at a certain point and go, all right, if I'm going to start doing this, I'm going to go all in because it definitely was a, uh, you know, I did, I didn't give too much thought into it because I was like, I think this is funny and this is what I think. And I'm going to do this. But the enormous amount of, you know, people uh, that uh, that disagree that want to really aggressively let you know that in comment threads and then attack your character and everything about yeah. you. Go after, they'll dig through. And I always try to have funny responses and make yeah. jabs at their profile pics or things in their, you know, that are that are going on yeah. in their feed. But but they so angry and they're just like, stick to comedy, man. Nobody gives a fuck about your about yeah, the other. Yeah, stuff. Yeah. And it's like, dude, I'm a person first. Also, you know, isn't this a part of like? What you're so patriotic about is like having the freedom to kind of say and do what you wish as long as it's not hurting anybody, but you don't like that I'm, you know, and it's also, the, it's so funny to me that I like even a video of Trump singing an Alanis Morissette song and a parody of it, like right. that really triggered them. It was like, what's going on with you where you couldn't even like find something in that to go, all right, well, you know, I don't agree with that he's making fun of my guy, but you know, there's something there that's kind of silly. So I, how do you deal with that? Well, I, it's easy. I adore them. They're trolls. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of them are computer generated. But it's been, they are. you know, it does take a, you know, I got into a fist fight with Mark Burnett, who's the most powerful producer in Hollywood. You have to, uh, and you got to ignore him. You know, Trump is, uh, I've known him 35 years, but it is bad news. It's bad news for our country. As soon as he did the birther stuff, where he's like, Barack Obama, wait a minute. Okay. Sorry, he wasn't bored here. And, you know, and, and I know Trump, and I've hung around him. I went to the Playboy Mansion with Donald Trump to be oh his girlfriend. God. He, even though I knew his wife was there and his kids. So, I, you know, he used to do my sports shows, best day sports show, yeah. period. Uh, you know, Roseanne and I did an HBO special at Trump Castle 32, 31 years ago, maybe. And he was always like, well, that he's, you know, he's fine. He, you know, uh, 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 I went to Elton John's pediatric AIDS uh, benefit with uh, my wife at the time and, uh, and uh, Melania and him. And we were social. But he was different, you know. But you, you do a sports show. You, you, you guys come on that show that you don't go, okay, do you ever cheat on your wife? You can't come on the show. It, you know, it's a different, you know, you don't really go through that list. But, right. uh, but he, uh, you know, but the birther stuff. And I, I would never do Celebrity Apprentice. And, when they ask you to come on that show, they say, here's the deal. It's $75,000 favor nation. And I think, well, I'm already famous. What is the, you, to me, and then, then they make you a deal. They go, NBC will also offer you $250,000 to write a script and this stuff. But I couldn't get my head around what the, you become Donald Trump's like uh, apprentice. And his yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I thought about it, you know, a few times. And I had a friend that ran NBC and I needed the money. But thank God I didn't do it. But And Mark Burnett and I were pretty close and uh, trying to figure out something. But then he went on TV and said, hey, uh, I, I need to see uh, Barack Obama's birth certificate. This is 2011. And I thought, you know, uh, that is such a, a – a, you know, Barack Obama, I don't care what your politics are, he is a great American success story. You know, this kid grew up without a dad. You know, and, and went to Harvard and became the president of the United States. Yeah, like, it's incredible. Yeah, like, and and I thought, you know, if it's the first Jewish president, 
if someone came on TV and goes, wait a minute, time out, okay, I got a problem. I don't think that guy, I mean. Check his penis, there. he's not circumcised. People would fucking flip out. Yeah. And, and for him to be able to do that, and his wife, Melania, that's why I have no compassion for her either, to do that and continue to do it. So I, yeah. you know, I wrote uh, Mark Burnett, I called him at NBC, like, what are you doing about your guy? Like, he's on national TV doing this. This is unacceptable. And I said, he can't call my house anymore. Don't, this is this is very upsetting. And, uh, you know, I was, I've always been a Democrat and, and liberal, as they call it, but this was just, you know, over the top over of the me, line. I ignored it. And it's being ignored it because Barack Obama is black. And in this country, black people are treated differently. You can see it with the police. It's just a fact. Yep. If again, if I'm Jewish, and if he was if he was Jewish, then believe me, the hammer would have been put down. He could not have run for president. That's for damn sure. So that happened. And then you know when he was running for president, you know he torched all the Republicans. They're like he is insane. He's racist. They all say it, and then he torches them with BS, and then they support him. So yeah, I knew it was uh, trouble. I also knew. These tapes existed. Yeah. Where he's saying all this, the N-word and stuff. And I yeah. went to Mark Burnett and I went to him and, and I said, I need the I I my my buddy produced The Apprentice. He's a he's the man that spent the most time with Trump. And his brother was my clip producer on my sports show. I said to Mark Burnett, I need those tapes to show people what this guy really is. And he said, Trump wants them, you want them. I'm not giving them to either of you guys, but he will be presidential i promise what they you know goes on and on he's a nightmare he's he's terrible and mark burnett and i end up in a i mean he mark burnett chokes me at the big katzenberg motion picture home party and when, then we get you know i have to rip his gold jesus chain off and, and uh, <laughs> throw down and mark burnett is a huge he, he produces the voice uh all those shows what does he produce uh, the big you know the 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 one where you double there Shark Tank and all Shark these Tank, big yeah. shows. And, but Mark Burnett is all in on Trump. And my thing about Trump is, you know, if you agree with every single thing, or if you're a man, a powerful guy like Mark Burnett and his wife, uh, Selma Downey Jr. or Roma Downey, who are, they're boarding in Christians, allegedly, you could disagree. You have that much power, you could get in his ear because they talk every day and say, hey, the kids at the board of things seems a little cruel. Or one thing you disagree with or something, survivor they have. Uh, or whatever, whatever. Sh hey, I I do Survivor. We can figure out. I get I can have a hundred guys at the border helping you with those kids. We can put up a whole production down there. We can get them out of cages. We can do whatever. I can help. But no, these guys are all in. Nobody speaks up about Donald Trump. In fact, they're all in. And so I find that to be. And then they're making all this money with him. And Donald Trump still makes a lot of money from The Apprentice with a bunch of people in Hollywood. So a bunch of people that are liberals. Don't want to say too much. So I had this show, wow. not for the Trump tapes. Yeah. And I confronted a bunch of liberals and they got very nervous because they go, oh, you were serious about confronting Donald Trump. And I said, absolutely. And I got together with some very good journalists from, uh, you know, Jane Mayer from the New Yorker yeah. and, uh, and, you know, David Cord from Mother Joe's and uh, a bunch of people. I even sent somebody to, to Russia to interview the, the, the prostitutes who allegedly uh, did the peep. I, mean, I followed each tape that allegedly existed. How'd you, how'd you track down the prostitutes? Uh, because there's only one, uh, uh, quote, unquote, madam, high-class high uh, madam 
that works out of the uh, Ritz-Carlton there where, where Trump was, and where I actually lived in 2015. Where Trump went in 2013, uh, when, when, when he went to, for the Miss Universe uh, pageant, yeah. when he tried to get uh, uh, Putin on board with him. And, and by the way, the guys he went with to that, uh, it, to that famous uh, thing were my buddies. So there's a lot of trouble. I have a lot of people in common, which should Man. disqualify you <clears throat> for, for being the president of the United States. Yes. And, uh, but anyway, so I've never really been, I've never been an activist before, but uh, this, uh, and I will tell you, it does hurt you, uh, so your work uh, stuff. And, uh, but I would, I can't imagine not doing what I do for my children because it yeah. is that all heads on deck thing. The fact that people attack you for your videos, ignore them, ignore them, because that the, the thing about this, you're doing these videos which are very funny, and if you if 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 their side did funny videos, you and I would laugh about it. Yeah. We would laugh about it if our yeah. side, but Joe Biden. There's funny things about Joe Biden. There's funny things about our side. Sure, they attack, they threaten your life, they threaten my life, but I I ignore them. I move past them, and and they're good on you. And if you track the servers, which I eventually uh, got guys to track servers. They don't even come from America. They're in Macedonia. And what happens is the Trump campaign just, just uh, there's, there's a cruelty to it and they scare people. They scare women, they scare a lot of people. They, and you just gotta blast past this. Trump's thing and with all these women that came forward is to threaten to sue them. He doesn't sue anyone. It's bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. And that's why I've been allowed to get so close with Michael Cohen, for instance, yeah. when I first when he started wavering, I flew to New York, to the Ricci Hotel, and I got I, I saw him there, and we took a famous selfie and, uh, and said, "Hey, Michael Cohen's going to flip on Trump." And I didn't leave the hotel. Every time he got came down the elevator, I said, "I'm going to kick your ass." <laughs> I've been kicking here. I'm not leaving. Uh, my buddy, uh, the Trump, sold that hotel until I, you you get firmly say, "I am flipping on Donald Trump." And I'm doing it for my family and for America. I'm going to be in this hotel beating the shit out of you. And I'm serious. And I stayed there until he did that. Because nobody gets in these guys' faces. No. They're cowards. And yep. he did it. And we stayed friends. And I, you, you can hear the recordings I made and all the stuff I've done. Even wow. in prison, he, I had cell phones to communicate with Michael Cohen, which is crazy. Now, you think you say to your, that's how I got the Jerry Falwell uh, wife, pool boy, Tape. Now, I didn't do that because I disapprove of their sex lives. I did it because they're hypocrites. I did it because they're anti-LGBTQ, anti-Mexican. The guy's Mexican, this one. There's a bunch of pool boys. I did it because they're liars. They support Trump uh, unconditionally. And uh, I needed him to be out. I also did it because they got blackmailed into supporting Trump to begin with. They weren't going to support Trump, but Michael Cohen helped them out of a situation. He became a fixer for Jerry Falwell. Yeah. Because somebody had pictures of his wife with this pool boy. He said, hey, I'll help you. You can hear it all on the tape with Michael Cohen. I'll help you. And then he said, I'm going to need one favor, though. I'm going to need you to support Donald Trump in 2016. <laughs> and you can hear Michael Cohen going, yeah, I, I helped him. I don't know what the pictures, but I still do have one picture. You know, and that, so anyway, wow. he kind of puts the whole thing together. And my thing is always the truth. Now, there's 69 days left. You know, and I work with the Biden uh, 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 team, but and some people are very 
most of the people on the Biden campaign are very appropriate, of course. And they just want the facts. And they, when you hear the, the, the Republican convention, there's so many lies. And it's just about getting facts. Uh, I, I'm a very compassionate person. Uh, you know, I see there's this Black Lives Matter uh, situation. When I did my show in 2018, I felt it was important. I, th I felt like Black Lives Matter, the organization, was going to be a part of the narrative with Trump. So I interviewed, uh, I'd be in at the Regency Hotel in New York threatening Michael Cohen. Then I'd go up the side street there, and there's a kid named Delray who's a, a, a great activist, and uh, he's affiliated with Black Lives. And Ferguson, I go outside and have him explain what all this means and how important this is in reference to Trump, in reference to America. And I learned a lot. You can watch that, and, and, and now it turns out it's very important. But I feel this is a time we can change everything. We can take advantage of, of how all-in Trump is on the, this, his racism, his white supremacy, but we got to win this, and we got to stick together. And, uh, you know, so everything I do, I think uh, I, I do for the – to uh, defend uh, uh, not only our constitution and our country, I have to do that as a citizen, but I think for the point of view of, of women of color, because if you say, well, what, what do they fear? Well, they fear their kids are going anywhere. You know, kids getting in cars, and you can see the NBA, if you hear those players, why they boycotted last night and, and they're doing it again tonight. Th these guys that are so successful, these men, you hear congressmen, Senator, they go. First of all, they get pulled over all the time, but yeah. they have to tell their sons, "Hey, listen, you get in the car, don't do anything. If the cop pulls you over and he throws you on the ground and starts kicking you, don't do anything. You just if you go to the hospital, I'll get you to the hospital. I just want you home. That's a problem. Yeah, that does not happen to white kids, and that's a problem. And 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 that's something that you don't hear the president of the United States address. <clears throat> No, and, and uh, because I know his lawyer of ten years, he feels the opposite. He feels their people are treated like less than in this country, and that's what. And it's going to be worse if he's elected, and we're in the middle of a pandemic. So I care about that. And anybody that disagrees with me and threatens me, or you, Adam, they are monsters. <laughs> uh, wow, dude, that's is there is there. Is there anything you're not passionate about that you couldn't talk about for at least 15 minutes with any stranger? Because the first time I met you, which I think was at Michael and Iris Smith's Break the Fast party uh, up in the hills, and uh, and you were so kind to of me. me I, you know, I just did the thing that any young comic does when they look up to somebody and they're like, you know, wanting to. All I wanted to do was get a couple lines with you, <clears throat> shoot the shit, maybe hear a classic story because I know you've just you're so generous with your experiences and such a brilliant storyteller. So I was like, man, I was telling my buddy when I was going up there, I was like, all I want is maybe a little bit of like stand. I'm not going to ask for straight up stand up advice, but if I can, I feel like he would give it to me if we can get a little rapport. And that's exactly what happened. You busted my balls as soon as I was up, I was up there. Cause I think I gave, you gave a toast. I think I gave a little toast because Iris was like, we've got a comedian here. And I was like a couple years removed from college. I'm like, Iris, I'm, you know, I'm just now, I'm still doing open mics, but, you know, but she put me up on this pedestal because she's so sweet. And so I'm giving some, you know, bullshit Rosh Hashanah speech. And then you stood up and you kind of slammed me in a sweet way and then gave a much better speech and a much funnier one. 
And and I remember Michael was like, ah, next someday you'll be able to give us uh, break the fast speech like Tom Arnold. And I was like, God damn it! But then you and then we started <laughs> and then we started shooting the shit. And you gave me a lot of uh, great. Uh, you know, I'll never forget, you said a couple things that really resonated, which was, you were like, I can tell that you want it. And you're like, and, and you're like, don't lose that, like, uh, fire that you have and, and, and going for it. And don't let, uh, you know, whether it's people that, uh, that maybe question, uh, you know, your work ethic or how hard you're going for stuff. Or, you know, you, you said something about sacrificing, you know, like social stuff. And that really resonated because there was a handful of, you know, post-college, everyone's still trying to, everyone's hanging out still and trying to just get into their groove. But with comedy, I was like, man, I got to go all in. So I was skipping so many hangs and you were like, don't feel bad about that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I really appreciate that, man. But, but then we gabbed for a little bit and I was like, and then you got distracted by some matzah. And I was like, God, if I could have, <laughs> I was like, man, I could have, I could have literally said any keyword and he would have gone on for an hour. Well, I, I tell you, that's it. That's what, and I was uh, telling Sasha, when I was checking out podcasts and I, I knew you had a podcast, but I was like, again, I'm going to say it. I was like, holy shit. Do you know what Adam Ray does? Do you know how hard, do you know how good he is? Cause again, you, sometimes when you meet someone with at the friend's place, yeah, you get, you go, okay. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I, he has a podcast. I met him. He's a friend of, and I go, Oh my God, he is so fucking talented. He, and he works so hard. And he puts it out there, and he puts it out there, and he just, he's like a, his own network. I'm telling you, Sasha knew. He's like, I know that. I go, no, no, but I didn't know that. I know this kid. I know this kid a long time. I got really yeah, like, yeah, yeah. he just kept this cool over here and see this. Yeah. And it's so good and so varied. And so this is, a, he's a factory. We, we don't have to do that, do we? I can't do that, but I, I genuinely mean it, Adam. Thanks, man. And I tell you, I'll tell you what, respect. As comedian, it, it's like we you've been in it for this is the ultimate respect i have for you and i've been in this in your shoes here and this is roseanne and i used to talk about this because we both have done shows like this and and uh, this is no disrespect you did when the shows aren't like if you open for a band roseanne, Rose, rosie went on the road with julio glaces oh, back wow. in the day when we were buddy you know we right probably 1985 and you know sometimes they don't want to see a comedian. And yes. Sometimes, and sometimes, but you got to fill up the time. Julio Iglesias was so funny, and I loved him so much. This back, and uh, but sometimes the audience is like, we want to see Julio. Or, you know, you just got to feel like there's technical problems. Yeah. You have to come out. Now, you did, uh, our friend Michael Smith, who's a, a prince, he's a prince, and their yeah. family love each other so much, and they're so, you know, I've seen them all grow up. And this show had the most talent I've ever seen in ever. my life. Ever. Ever. <laughs> and, the uh, Frog was fucking, you know, at the intermission point. <laughs> there was, it was crazy. And yeah. uh, my buddy in Toronto who helped book the, I mean, it was crazy. The level of talent. Yeah. And I mean, I can't even, uh, I mean, I saw a bunch of people afterwards uh, and they're like, yeah, they, they, they kind of, it was the, the <laughs> I mean, it's insane. Yeah, Leno, Estefan, Jennifer Hudson, Usher, Stevie Wonder, uh, Andre, Andrea Bocelli. Yeah, on, yeah. Who else? I mean, who? Just on and on and on. Michael uh, Bolton. On, Michael Bolton, uh, Kenny G. Yeah. The whole cast of Saturday Night Live. Oh yeah. <laughs> they did replay the whole. They did the. I was Weekend like, oh, up my God. yeah. Oh, uh, and just 
on it. You can't even. Anyway, so plus, you know, Jay Leto was uh, yeah. as a comic. And so you were the, what were you? What was your? Well, I was just supposed to do like five minutes after Bocelli bringing up Stevie Wonder. Because, you know, nothing says <laughs> let's segue out of Bocelli like a little Jewish kid from North Seattle. So, so, but then they said Freddie One, you know, brilliant harmonica player, had something going on up top, and and it uh, it there was a little uh, sound issue. But before that, there was a magician that was supposed to kind of cold open the whole show, and yeah. something happened. And so Kaylee texts me, she's like, "You got to just pop up." And as people start signing on, just yeah. be doing basically like it's the equivalent to being walking out on a show at like Radio City Music Hall, maybe. <laughs> and 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 it's an hour before showtime and people are still just taking their seats and i'm just yeah. like watching squares pop up and being like hey howard hirschbaum is that your real yarmulke all right who else is here <laughs> there's a lot of oh. like uh, uh ladies in their closets too i don't and I tell you this i went on they got just hammered but it, there was uh, uh usher danced yeah that was a fun i love That's that I, I was sitting here trying to learn but there was a live, uh, I don't know if it was Kaylee, but they're doing a live uh, performance. And, and the, the live performance with this artist, who I'm sure you know who they are, but that was, it was, there was so much writing on that live, going to them, going to them. And here we go. They check. You can tell they're ready to go. You hear them. And then it was like, and then I noticed once they came back to you and you had to come back out. And people were so jazzed up for that, that artist. And then it's you like, okay. But it was, I started, I don't know if you can see what I was texting or writing to I you. Did see. I didn't see. What did I'm you say? Nasty yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was heckling yeah, you from yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> nasty stuff. And, and, uh, I loved it, dude. Because you know what yeah. that did? It made me feel very at home because it was just like, this is what a comic should be doing to another comic. When they, you're the only one that recognized like that in that moment that that how awful it was that i had to jump but, back in right there yeah. there's one other person that recognized it michael smith of course michael smith is it. a fan he's a fan of comedy from the old days in denver oh, yeah. and there's a buddy a guy named michael floorwax who started comedy in denver way back and michael used to go out and he loves stand-up comedy i just oh and he's, this. he's sharp too he got what? up a walked out <laughs> he wasn't there. You know, the girls in his family are so excited. And at one point, he kept me. He was on screen a few times, and they're like, "Yeah, Michael, we love you." And he's like, "He take." He's like, "Okay." Like it was out so long. He was out. He was back yeah, in. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was. Uh, he gets it, and yeah. uh, it was. Uh, it was a brilliant thing to hang in there. And uh, again, I told Sasha. I'll tell you what, <laughs> comic. They're like, here he comes back again from uh, the Hamptons, oh. or the, a lot of people were in the Hamptons. By the way, they were. Oh really? Friends. Yeah, they were like, and by the end, I don't know if you stayed till the end. I said by the end, they're like, party, yeah. Everybody, they're most of the the gals that had a bunch of drink there, their closets. Said I was really writing them some stuff like, "Hey, <laughs> are you sick?" Like, you know, just like, <laughs> oh yeah, I did see it was just turned into a pajama party and DJ yes, Khaled it was is. just yeah. Hey guys, Adam Ray here for the About Last Night podcast. Hope you're enjoying this episode. Obviously, it's a very difficult time for everyone right now. We're all uh, challenged in finding a day-to-day routine that uh, that makes our lives uh, consistent and awesome. 
And if there's something that's interfering with your happiness right now or preventing you from achieving your goals, BetterHelp Online Counseling is there for you. Uh, BetterHelp is a professional counseling service online, private, and it's so convenient. Um, I've used it for a little bit now. It's truly the only way uh, that i found uh, to help get uh, my own issues dealt with on my own time uh, at my own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions plus chat and text with your licensed professional counselor right now. They're specialized in depression, anger, stress, anxiety, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief or relationships, uh, sleeping, which I have a lot of uh, trouble with, trauma, self-esteem. Anything that you share with them is confidential. And guess what? If you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, at any time, you can request a new one for no additional charge. There's 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states available worldwide. And again, there's four ways to communicate with them. Text, chat, phone, and video. You can start communicating in under 24 hours. It's available on any desktop, mobile web, Android, and iOS apps. Schedule a video or phone session, generally weekly, unless your therapist schedules more. Uh, unless you just are really not sleeping and need to get some uh, some some additional chats in, uh, there's broad expertise in the network which may not uh, which may not be locally available in many areas. Financial aid is available for those who qualify. It's secure. It's convenient. It's professional, and above all, it's affordable. All right, it's truly the most affordable option I found. So right now. All ALN listeners are going to get 10% off your first month with a discount code about last night. So why not get started today and start making some changes for the better in your life? You deserve it. So go to betterhelp.com slash about last night. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor that you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash about last night. Betterhelp.com slash about last night and get 10% off your first month with promo code about last night. And now back to the episode. Uh, do you, um, did, did, I don't, I mean, have you even, uh, had any interest in doing like a virtual show or are you kind of waiting to see how these drive-in shows pan out? Where's your level yeah. of, of need to perform right now? And how much do you miss it? Cause I remember about a month in, maybe it was two months in actually, I heard Bill Burr talking about how he's like, man, I've been on the road for 30 years. I don't fucking miss it. And I was like, I wonder if that's the case with guys who've been doing it for a little bit where they're like, am I kind of enjoying a little break, but when is that break going to feel monotonous and you're going to have that burning desire or a, a need to to just get out of the house or to 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 talk about stuff that you're probably after a while of just letting your brain rest you're probably starting to uh have the wheels turned to where you need to to get on stage and perform yeah well i mean i i you know because uh, we do a podcast yes you know two in the bush uh, uh, and I go over a and- lot of stuff it's a lot of me telling you know because she's 30 years younger There'll be topics that all kind of, or she'll tell, you know, her, she's in a, it's a totally different world that she yes. apparently grew up in. And we kind of go back and forth. There's a lot of communication that way. I need to get on the road to make some money to earn a living. It always feels good. I always say, well, I kind of hesitant, but then you get out there and you go, oh, that's why I do it. And, you know, there's a, I have a movie coming out, so I know that's going to be, okay, I have to go out there and oh, do great. interviews. And we got to figure out how people are going to watch that. You know, there's a lot of things that, uh, you know, but I'm not like, oh, I'm, I'm not a, a road dog. And yeah. I, you know, I, I got to, you know, because I do miss my kids. So it, it's a weird, I mean, I'm grateful that I'm at home, but I do want to get back out and uh, and do that kind of stuff. And, and I think I also want the country to open up. I mean, it's it's scary 
how different things are because of this pandemic. It is scary that a year ago there people didn't have to wear masks. And, and what's really going on, it's a little, it is frightening. And uh, so you, you want to get, I, I mean, I, I do agree with Trump. I want to get everything going. I want my kids in school, yes. but it's safe. I, I'm not going to take his word for it, but you know, you want to get things back to whatever normal is. And uh, you know, you want to, you want to get things up and, and going and they will. And you know what? We will get back to the same human experience that we had before. People will be in clubs. People will be dying to get clubs. People will be dying to sit with each other and laugh and, and, and be close to each other. It's not always going to be six feet. They're going to be, you know, they're going to be touch each other and hugging each other. They may have masks. They may, they, they may be a little different. Maybe yeah. not. Knowing America, they're going you know, and, but it's going to be a little bit. And, uh, and so, but we're going to get back to this, to what we do. It's just going to take a little, a little bit, you know. Yeah. It is weird to see movies now and see people no. hug. And I'm, I get nostalgic. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man, remember those yeah. days? You know, it's, yeah. but, but, it, but it will get back to it. I got to say, you and Sasha's dynamic is, uh, is really great. Like, I was watching Sasha, some sure. episode the other day. And you guys were talking about, like, you were saying how there's a, a version of Arnold Schwarzenegger in every country. I can't remember what episode oh, yeah, no, that was. Yeah, I did. She was so excited to meet him. Like, yeah. uh, we saw him. I were down at, you know, I represent myself at court, so I should buy assistant court <laughs> and uh, she had uh such a she he i was finishing up at court we had a very successful day and uh she was in the uh, waiting in the suv and arnold rode by on his bike you know he said to his bike and she's like oh my god i had a something just happened i think it's a sign i go what arnold Schwarzenegger just rode by his bike i go well his office is right over here anyway <laughs> yeah yeah so then he facetimes you know because you know, we FaceTime because he's, uh, it was his birthday, and I FaceTimed him a couple of days late, but he loves the kids, you know. Yeah. And then I say, uh, you got to meet uh, Sasha. She thinks that uh, Eddie and, uh, and she, what happened? We were, you were very excited. Uh, yeah, who wouldn't be, and who wouldn't be excited to see fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger on a goddamn bike? I don't care who yeah. you are. He was, <laughs> Holy shit. He was Is he wearing a helmet? <clears throat> no. Yeah. No, he wow. wasn't. Yeah. Just living on the yeah. edge. Oh. Yeah, well, here's the thing. I take Jack. So the first time, you know, he was the first person in the, in the delivery room with Jackson Ford. Like, oh wow, you know, and he's like, oh my, oh my god, you know, and he smells his hand. He's like, oh my god. I feel god, like that should be like a Snapple cap trivia. Like that should that that little fact should right. be like, who was the first person to be in the delivery room with Tom Arnold's son? Well, and then I did take Jacks over, and he's like, dude, we're swimming. If you want to come over, so I took him <laughs> over, and it was it honestly was when we tagged. Uh, Rolf Bowler, who is a giant uh, Arnold of uh, uh, Germany, there and there is an Arnold Schwarzenegger of every country. I did I did a movie with the Arnold Schwarzenegger of Russia in 2015. There is one everywhere. He is that. You know, you have friends that are famous. I have friends that are famous, but nobody is Arnold Schwarzenegger famous. Fuck no. Maybe Sly, Sylvester Stallone, but that's <laughs> very where there's people that are the, that person of another country oh, everywhere. Yeah. You know, so. Uh, but you know, I so I, I had him. Uh, we did Facetime. We to Facetime the kids, and and then Sasha was here. He's, he asked me, "Hey, what's the deal with you and your assistant? Are you good?" <laughs> and I'm like, "No, man, but I could." Yeah. Anyway, so but he was very kind to Sasha. Yeah, that's and he awesome. Very, he very, and he was, and he's like her he story. Said, he said I was beautiful. Yeah, he, he did. He so. did. Whoa. She was at 
and he, he was very kind. He's like, he acted very interested in her story about him riding his bike by his office. <laughs> but what was funny is I went, I came out to get in the car. She's like, I almost stopped him. I go, don't, oh my God, don't stop him when he's riding his bike. Well, to tell him that I worked with Tom Arnold, they go, don't stop him. You know how many people want to stop Arnold Schwarzenegger when he's riding his bike? Everybody. But those people don't have Tom Arnold coming no, in. No, we don't. We don't. Yeah. That'd be a horrible thing to do. Wait, what's going on with his uh, – do you follow – I'm sure you watch him on Instagram then, yeah? He's been one of my yeah. favorite accounts during this pandemic. I, I mean – so good. He's so good. When he was just yeah. even doing like washing your hands and with my llama, and I was just like, I could watch Arnold washing hands with his household uh, zoo animals for yeah. hours. I said yeah. to my dad, my dad was like, this is the best shit I've ever seen. And – uh He's got a llama and what else? He has a is he's it got donkey? A whole, mini he's, got a, he's got the mini horses uh are there uh, 24/7. In the back he's got like a stable and you know Arnold did grow up with animals so he's like yeah. but the horse uh, but he uh, the video gave, of him riding a bicycle yeah. to exercise the mini horses I watched that 10 yeah. times. Oh my god. <laughs> Thank you for something. Yeah. Posted a video on your Instagram of a naked man, which I think was on drugs. And oh, yes. And oh, my God. That's so naked. great. Is it protesting? I but the guys it. come up to fight. He's oh, yeah. I read. I read. I my mother, my father, I put that out my there. My grandmother, if she was alive. <laughs> that became. It was, it was my I, bread and butter. For I, no, I, I said it to all the people. Oh, my protesting. God. No, it was. <laughs> hold on. We dissected all the people that do what I do uh, that are. You know, whatever. Yeah. We dissected every person in that video to where they were like, okay. Oh, there were a lot of characters to break no. down. Am I going to have to fight? And we all broke it down like, okay, this dude. What would you do? Is a great, it's a great it dude. What would you do? If that guy's coming at you, do you run the other way? Or no. do you like. You don't run. You just got to like, you got to be ready to go, man. Be ready to go. But, but. You know, again, I grew up on a uh, uh, in a small town with a bunch of crazy people. But you got that guy's ready. You just got to be ready to go. But uh, <laughs> we, we broke every person. I took it. We took it, blew it up. I looked at every person. That guy's coming in hot. People laughing. do that. People, of course, laughing. he's laughing. But then he protects himself at the same time. You got time. it. That's so the he's guy. Laughing and protecting you do himself. that. You and got it. Dick is just oh. no. Didn't he also kind of hesitate at the crosswalk for a minute and then bolted? Yeah. I was like, dude, yeah. if your dick is out, you don't need yeah. to wait for a green. Uh, no, that's, how you think. Get the- that's so weird. That's how you think. That's he was weird. Like- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was so great. You know, uh, Thank you, so much. you know, I, I've been, uh, you know, I got arrested a bunch of uh, many times and I, but I, oh man, I'm kind of jealous. Once was naked and for public duty at an old folks home. And, the what? reason I got arrested, well, the reason I got taken to jail, Dick, is because my buddies, who you know my buddies, uh, we jumped in the back of the squad, our car, to put our shorts on. Yeah. And it was so crowded in the back because we're big, fat guys. And we we're rubbing asses. I said, I'm going to step, the cops have got us. I'm going to step out of the car and put my uh, underwear on like a fucking human being. And the cops grab me and handcuff me behind my back. That's how I lost my job. At the meatpacking plant, <laughs> that's it. At Hormel, at Hormel, because if you if you run naked through an old folks' home in a small town and get arrested, it'll be in the paper, etc. Yeah, it's big news. But it's always that little. But that guy did hesitate. But <laughs> that was I forgot it was Adam. But that man, she yeah. said it to her family and had tons of fun. 
I've said it to all, we, we all broke it down. Said like, it said it oh, I said it to everybody. But I also said it to all the, the Biden people, like, let's break that. <laughs> and also there's a couple activist hackers that we sent down, like, let's break this situation down. There's oh, yeah. People the amount security. of captions that I was, uh, you know, contemplating over, too, because it's like with a video. I It's so crazy Ooh. to think, I mean, that, you know, that, that you get to a certain age and you're like, I can't believe I haven't seen that yet. And yeah. I just like I'm watching this and I'm like I've never I mean I've seen people streak before and whatnot but yeah. like not be running out buck naked looking to kick some ass. Right. And what happened before that? That's what we we're trying to figure PCB. out. Oh, I, I don't think it was P. You know, people just guess PCB. You just don't know. Also, what if he like? What if he you know uh, was at uh, some girl's place? Guy came back. He had to sprint out the door, and he's like, "All right, I'm buck naked, and I'm gonna have to run home." So to avoid looking like a crazy person, why don't I just start running into the street and 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 try to act like I'm fighting people? And everyone yeah. goes, "This guy's on drugs." He's like, "Yeah, I definitely wasn't at some uh, girl's house. I was yeah. fucked up." Yeah, yeah. Or if somebody bet him that he wouldn't do it, there that's, it is. Yeah, but isn't it, it? It is also uh, there. I mean, thank God for for. Uh, for videos like that. I don't know if you guys have like a go-to show or account that you go to if you're like, man, I need a quick bump of some joy. Rex Chapman. Rex Chapman. Uh, called, Dude, home uh, run. Locker charge. He's a buddy. He has oh, really nice. good stuff on there. He used to play for the Kentucky. He was a Kentucky Wildcat basketball player. Played the pros. And he has blocker charge, I think is what his yes, yes. account is. He's a, he's a pretty solid guy. But who do you go to? Oh, man. I mean – you know, there's a lot of uh, the influencers in the wild. I'm um, unfortunately like it's it's so it's like a hate watch. It's like I just posted one today. Of, there's a girl who set up a stripper pole on a beach and has her friend videotaping her doing God knows what. So it's just people getting caught that are just trying to take really, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, just uh, really trying to put provocative stuff online they're getting caught or if they're posing in the middle of traffic or like that girl in portland who um who was uh buck naked sitting down in front of the the police um stuff like that but there's uh there's an account that that my buddy um runs or uh where the guy in new york he holds up the signs have you seen him yeah, yeah, uh yeah yeah um he's like really it's just kind of like you know, play on words, fun. Uh, you know, a lot of, and there's a lot of people that when they have these protests, they'll be completely from the other side and they'll come in and do a stunt, sort of an anti-police stunt. Yeah. That, that is totally intended to, to make it look like the peaceful protesters did it or whatever. And they're sent in to do these video stunts. They film it and then they put it online like, oh my God, look what is happening there. And then, you know, you and I can tell what is fake. And, and, but, but those idiots that, that write you and go, shut up, don't ever. They're like, oh, my God, look what the lefties are doing. Or, yeah. you know, and then you get these conspiracy people like QAnon. They're like, oh, my God, what do they call Hollywood? Uh, oh, Pedowood. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, my oh, God. Like, trying to throw Tom Hanks into a pedophile. Like, oh, yeah, he's in there. Yeah, he, yeah. Well, he was on Je uh, Jeffrey Epstein's flight. Log, flight I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. With, uh, all those, uh, you know, uh, you know, Roseanne is in that. Oh, oh, how about that? Yeah, yeah. Are you in it? In what? No, in QAnon. She's in oh, QAnon. I didn't know if you were on a list of maybe pedophiles. They always say, Tom, you know that your time is near. I, I hear you're on a log. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> Maybe I'd so, I, you know, bring it, bring it. Tom, do you have a piece? I, uh, I'm, I love these types of calls. Obviously, hopefully we can all do this in person when things clean up. But um, is there something, you know, you've obviously chosen a great backdrop for your show and for right now. Is there something that you've collected over the years? I'm always curious when people have these like, and, and I'm glad that you have done such a diligent job of, of holding on to, to things and, and, you know, achievements and accomplishments. And it's a great, I mean, I can see so much dope shit. It's fun to probably walk through. I'm sure you get to a certain point where it's just, you know, your, your background and you're not even taking a look. But are there things that you walk by? What's the last thing you've walked by that triggered a memory that, that you hadn't thought about in a while? And you were like, God damn, that was a good time. Or that brought up some story. Well, I was, uh, I, you know, they had the, all the, the ESPNs played all the classic games. On, yes. You know, and uh, one as it was, uh, the kids were asleep. I was, and they still sleep in my bed. I was sitting in between oh, them. Horrible. And I was watching David Wells, who pitched for the Yankees. Yeah. They're playing San Diego in the World Series. Yes. And I was watching a pitch. And what, what World Series was that? Was it uh, uh, 98? I can't remember what World yeah, Series. You're, and I was watching right. a pitch. I was like, wait a minute. That hat he has on, I have the hat that he wore pitching in that World Series and a ball, and uh, it's in uh, it's, it's in the other room, Holy and I'm like, shit. it's under. Oh shit! I have. He gave me that when they won the series uh, in, in San Diego. He took it off my hands. Me and Charlie Sheen standing in locker, Holy and both of us. He gave me his hat and the ball, and gave Charlie Sheen his sweaty undershirt which you know i was in david wells wedding boomer wells and i have that oh shoot i gotta get that i just i was just watching the game like this is i love watching those classic games oh classic they're the best games. and i was like shit i got that and then i came out here on twitter and started tweeting at him and tweeting at other people that had been there i hadn't even thought about that now back there this is a when you have kids here's the thing you save this stuff and you have this memorabilia yeah and then you have kids you get a certain age and your kids destroy it but what? Well, who cares? What are you getting? What am I gonna do with this stuff? Yeah, because that's what you you have stuff for. Now there's a football somewhere. Where's the Iowa football? It might be in the house. Is there a brown football? I have a football. It's the only football like this that exists. The 1939 Iowa Hawkeyes, signed by everyone, uh, including uh, Niall Kidding, our only Heisman Trophy winner. Wow. But but uh, Edward Pracy, another All-American. Uh, uh, it's signed by every uh, member of the Hawkeyes, the only one that exists. Niall Kidding died uh, training for World War II. He's a war hero. Everybody, and I have it, and I had it under glass somewhere. Now it's, I had it's Yeah, that's it right there. This football, and it had never been touched. I had it sealed, and I got it from his family. I mean, I had went through a lot. It's very, very valuable, expensive. And then one day, this case was empty back there, and I was like, Hey, that has anybody seen that football? And then and my, I finally, my son, I go, have you seen that football? He goes, yeah. I kicked it over that uh, the, the the wall there. And uh, I, the neighbors a couple of days ago, where did he kick it? It was in their pool, and I had to get it fished out. And I realized nothing oh, really matters because you want to have kids. And, uh, and, you know, it's like in the it, Sandlot. The kid took his dad's, uh, you know, ball signed by the Yankees to go play, uh, you know, Sandlot baseball with that's fucking crazy. That then she then she uh, had the kids watch Sandlot. Oh, she, good we, call. She makes a what movie for him. And, 
you know. They wanted to know where all the parents were. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't understand why they didn't have parents watching them. And all they when you watch it, you're like, oh, you're right. They're all latchkey yeah. kids. Oh yeah. You can't, go, you can't do that anymore. Isn't that insane? You can't. I showed my nieces their twin eleven-year-old girls. I showed them Beetlejuice uh, last year. Oh my god, Beetlejuice! For so the good. first time, they fucking loved it, and it made Love me it. so happy. Um, Your daughter was yeah. good when I showed them. My son, you know, I uh, blogged to this group, Every Town, which is, uh, you know, the Mike Bloomberg, the, the gun uh, safety and yes. uh, oh, common right. sense uh, gun right. stuff. And I had to take Conan O'Brien is one of our big uh, uh, people. And uh, Bob's awesome. Demand to Action. Uh, my friend Shannon Watts is a great, great woman that, that started this organization. And we Conan O'Brien hosted our big uh, board member thing at, uh, this year. It was around uh, Halloween. And I couldn't get a sitter. I got so, Quinn covered. I couldn't get somebody to cover Jax. I had to take Jax to Conan's house and – I, we were sitting on the couch in the front, and we had these people that are big donors. And there's some very, you know, they got to ask the, 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 the main people that are big, you know, questions. And there's some, you know, and people, you know, people are a little shook up. Yeah. And uh, 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 they're going around the room. Jax is a big kid. He's an auntie. And uh, the lady, this lady is just like, I think every day she, they should just have pictures of people being shot in the newspaper or whatever. And, and they, and they said, said, Jax, uh, what, what do you want to be? Your dad's so involved with this. What do you want to be when you grow up? Jax is like a sniper. And I was like, oh, no, but he wants <laughs> uh, something uh, else quick. <laughs> good stuff for on our team, though, because he has, you know, at a certain point, you know, you go, okay, just Nerf guns that are brightly colored. Yes. You can't, and he loves my movies. <laughs> I have a gun in a lot of movies. I was going to ask, what's when they got to the age where they could watch, you know, True Lies is in my top 10 of all-time movies, and I'm sure it is for a lot of people. At what point could could they watch that? And then also, what was the first thing when they're at an age to soak it up? Were you like, when they said, hey, what can we watch? Did you say, this is first? Well, I I, I never asked them to watch anything, and I think okay. it, it uh, the, honestly – they weren't aware, I think when, you know, and I'm not uh, saying this to be negative, but until their mom moved out, they weren't aware as much about that I was in the movies. And then uh, I was cleaning out my office and, and had hundreds of, uh, <laughs> and you can see in my son's office, first of all, I have hundreds of my autobiography that nobody bought. So I put that, those are the, she'll back me up. What's it called? Let's plug it right now. Uh, no, <laughs> no, no, I'll write a new one. I wrote it to my future children. I'll it's write a new auto. autobiography is yeah. my new favorite sentence of 2020. Yeah, it's, it's called How I Lost Five Pounds in Six Years. That is a good title. but That's I the title? Yes. I, I just made a joke off. last week about how I'm down 45 pounds since 1995. Well, That's so funny, Tom. But anyway, I threw about, you know, I had hundreds of VHS of my movies. I, you know, I've been in 130 movies. I threw them. But oh, just, I was cleaning out the garage, just cleaning out the closet. I don't need all that stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and my, my assistant came in and he goes, oh, my God, you won't believe what's happening. Jax, who was five at the time, was hauling it all out of the dumpsters up to his room. And you can see it on my social media. That's my, that's my book right there. And I wrote this before I had kids, so I wanted to write a new one. And, uh, and he hauled it up to his room. And my in-laws were in the house at the time. And first of all, he built a wall facing them. Which I took, I videotaped it. It was in the fall of, of 2019 or whatever. I, I had to, because they were so, they were like this. 
and my son built this wall uh, facing them with that ugly picture on it. And you just, as a dad, that's it's one of those moments that you, there's two greatest moments I had as a dad. When he built the wall facing my in-laws, and then my daughter came in and said, you know, our dad was king. And, and uh, I ran in there and go, what? And she had coins because I was King Bacchus at Monte Carlo. They go, well, King Bacchus at Monte Carlo, which they like to say because oh, there's coins. My you know. God. And then the other great moment was uh, I went to a school. They were playing the teachers, the kids. And Donald Faison is, is his coach behind home plate, you know, from Scrubs. Oh, yeah. And uh, Carlton, the kids at Carlton from Fresh Prince. Oh, Fonzo Rebello, yeah. Yeah, he, they're very nice guys. Their kids oh, okay. are wonderful. And my son is very large. He's a big kid, and he hates, you know, he hits a, he, he team balls up, which isn't real, but but he hits a lot of home runs and then it gets mad that he has to run the bases. He doesn't, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. And, and we got there, and uh, uh, there was a missed schedule, and uh, I, 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 I didn't even know there was a game, but I heard it last minute, and I got there, and Bob wasn't there. And I got there, and then he was all excited to see me come there. And he got up to play, and Donald Faison was like, hey, listen, they were, they were pitching. He said, now, just you don't have to swing at the first one. And Jack turned around and saw me and hit it over the top of the school. Oh, and it my was, God. Just, uh, <laughs> of course, I filmed it. It was just that great, you know, and then Donald made him run the bases. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, one yeah, of those yeah. just, you know, as a dad, it's over – you know, and uh, so I had that moment. So anyway, so sweet. anyway, they took all these movies to buy down the trash. So he still got them in, in his room. We're trying to fit them out. Yeah. But uh, we had, I, I didn't tell him what he could have couldn't watch. There's a couple. There's one where I, I play a, a pedophile called Guards of the Night. And, uh, but it's not overt, but it is, you know, yeah. it's Z, Kevin Zegers and I, it's a very dramatic uh John John Malkovich is the good guy. Let's put it that way. Wow! But uh, it won a bunch of awards. It's good, but you know, it, I I saw him watch it, starting to watch that. He goes, "Hey, uh, Dad, I I and I have trouble remember which what movie that is." And he's like, uh, "Are you uh, are you gonna are you gonna kidnap that dog?" And I was like, "Oh, yes, yeah, son. I don't think this uh, movie uh, I can tell because you can see me." Like uh, asking this kid about their song. <laughs> this is this is not. Uh, this is, I don't yeah. think this will be good. He goes, I really like this movie, but anyway, I wow. came in one day. And he, they were being, he was misbehaving at dinner. At lot, he was complaining about the food. And I said, I never do this. That's it. This is what we're eating. Go up to your room, and I, I, and his sister always like that. Yeah, he was bad dad. Then she goes up with him. She'll tell you that. The, and then I walked by their room, and I always felt bad. I've never let them go to bed without. And I walked by his room, and they're, they're sitting there. And I'd gotten them a VHS, a, a, a TV and a VHS player, whatever you call it, VCR. Yeah, yeah. And they were both laying on the bed watching True Lies. As I walked by to the door, and I stuck my head back in there. And, and uh, my daughter looked at me like, that was the first time I'd ever seen him doing it. But I thought, these guys are so much smarter than me. <laughs> They're watching that movie. My daughter looks at me like that. So, of course, I went in there and watched it with them. And, and, uh, but he likes the, the action movies. And my That's daughter awesome. likes the really young Camp Fred or yeah. silly stuff. She wants to know how things, if I really had my face blown off. And then we try to re I recreate it. She has very specific questions about 
you know, wh why did I have another family? Or, and I explained to her this and this and this. And, yeah. you know, um, and my, my son's like, well, why was Arnold Schwarzenegger young in this movie? Or why were, you know, because I always seem sort of the same age, but they'll ask specific questions about other people and time and space. And, yeah. you know, but she's always curious about when you got stuck by that bee, was it a real bee? And why did your face really, you know, and I, I think you take for granted that they just understand things. If they see you on TV, you know, and I, and I, at first when they started seeing me and things, I heard them uh, telling their friends, my dad is Tom Arnold, you know, not like that's my dad. My dad, like they were surprised. Like, did you know my dad was Tom Arnold? Like, <laughs> Oh man, that's so cool. Yeah. But, um, you know, I also that that they make films themselves and they don't want to show me. And so I'll tell you this: oh, they don't cool. like to show me their TikToks. They don't let, but they yeah, not until they're ready. ready. It's very personal. They'll make it with Sasha, but they're very. Uh, you know, you want that that this world and you live in it more than me. The way that you create things, the way you put your content out there. You know, when Rosanna and I started, forty-five million people a week watch that show. The first time I was on it, I think forty-seven million. There was three shit. networks, four networks. Fox had just started. That was it. And now you guys get your, you know, my son watches uh, YouTube, my daughter, and this Mr. Beast guy, that's one of my favorite. This guy, he must have a budget of a million dollars a week. He does stunts and he's hooked up to some kind of thing called Honey that pays his <laughs> it's a shopping app or something. I watch these shows like, and, and my kids are, my son's mesmerized. Yeah. And uh, he goes and they have toys and, or stuff. And there's families. We went and met this guy, Ryan's uh, big uh, surprise or this kid. Named oh, Ryan. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Opens toys to, or some shit. What is yeah, he, he used to review toys. And that, now he's got a show. We went and met him and his family. Very nice family. And Ryan's uh, surprise playhouse or something. I mean, Do the parents and, do anything? Or they're just like, no, we just wait for our kid to be surprised the and then we tape it? Oh, the they are. Okay. Yeah, but they just like his love it. They have a show and and uh, but they do, you know. They're yeah, very if, I, if, if I if my if my six year old nephew if I told him he could join the cast of Fortnite, he would leave oh, his yeah, family. Yeah, yeah that's it. There's he would there. walk out the door chasing the naked guy through yeah, the streets. Yeah, yeah. Be no, like, man. take me to the Fortnite kingdom, yeah. you crazy dick no. out man. Yeah. No, I hear this a lot. I said it's really not that violent that I watch. I'm like, but all games. <laughs> Our first-person shooter game. Even my daughter's play games with balls. You know, she's blasting through some kind of a a wall, and yeah. man, they but they play with their cousins. Their cousins are all of a sudden talking to them from Denver, and then there's a kid from Tel Aviv. And people sign up. They kind of go into a lottery, and then all of a sudden, there's ten kids from all over the world. Yeah, that and they're kind playing, of and they don't even realize how far away they are. They go, okay, so Colorado or where is this place? Or, and you see the kids that uh, we always check them out, make sure they're, but they're like, yeah, it, it's like, uh, I think it's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, imagine if, if, if they were like really actively interested in getting to know the people on these gaming things and like, I don't know how much dialogue they're actually exchanging. It's probably all about the game, but it if is. it was like, yeah, if it was like, what's it like in Tel Aviv right now? Like, Oh, it's pretty chill. Like, What's going on in Palm Springs? Oh, you know, pretty much the opposite of Tel Aviv. But you know, so what's uh, you guys watch? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys watching Doctor Doctor Pimple Popper out there in uh in Jerusalem? Yeah. Uh, I do want to tell you real quick. I um, 
And by the way, thanks for doing this. This was really uh, uh, a treat. And, uh, and the podcast I do and tell people, Two in the Bush, you can watch it on YouTube, which is where I've been watching it. And, uh, but all audio platforms, wherever you get podcasts, right? That's, I guess that's the plug at this point. You just go, fucking at this point. If you don't know how to access a podcast, then podcasts aren't for you uh, or you're uh, one of my mom's friends from Temple Beth Am. Uh, but but uh, I was watching, I don't know if it was HBO, Tom, or, or TNT, but it was about two weeks ago. And uh, Notting Hill, sorry, not Notting Hill, Nine Months came on. And, Tom, it yeah. is one of your most underrated performances, yeah. dude. A, I love that movie. And then yeah. you're just like, dude, you're, that movie is not, doesn't get, doesn't fall into more of a comedic category if you're not in it. Yeah. That was very fun. Oh, I mean, dude, it was, you crushed it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you have, because uh, I feel like that was, and I'm watching it being like, man, Hugh, you know, and then it just makes me go, God damn, like, Hugh Grant had a string of just this guy yeah. in like 10 movies, which I feel like is, you know, I guess the the goal, if you just to, to go, all right, I found a guy that people want to see again and again in different circumstances was, uh, was he, uh, uh, you know, I feel like you're fun to work with on set always. And one of my buddies was an AD on, I think it was Hit and Run, the, the yeah. Dax. Mike Brynus, do you know Mike Brynus? Yeah, remember yeah, him? Yeah. Yeah, he was an AD on there, and, and he just had nothing but sweet praises for you yeah. and, and, uh, and would, you know, tell me stories uh, daily about it. But, but yeah, do you fun. go out of your way on – had you met Hugh Grant before that? Do you go out of your no. way to try to chum it up, or do you just go, he hey, did. he's the he lead, did. I'm going to – okay. He just had four weddings at a funeral. Right. I just had True Lies. And Chris Columbus directed that. Oh, man. And Chris Columbus is so good. And Joni Cusack, of course, yes. played my wife. I love her so much. And, Julianne Moore is great, and we, uh, you know, it was it was great fun. You and I got along. We hung out. Robin Williams, you know, we filmed in San Francisco where Robin Williams lives. So, yes. you know, we had uh, uh, we had a lot of fun. You know, Hugh got arrested with a prostitute while yeah. we were promoting the movie. Right. And uh, I, you know, I there's you know I tell a lot of stories about that, but you know, we had. I'll, I'll tell you one real quick. Yes. So Hugh, Hugh, this one she likes. So Hugh yeah. is uh, very funny. And uh, 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 first of all, he—I <laughs> made him so nervous. So you know, because I because I punched that dinosaur in the toy store fight. <laughs> the stuntman in there, uh, the, the uh, stunt coordinator is like, okay, you can punch him anywhere you want except right here. The eyes are actual metal, so don't hit in the eyes because that's the only place it's not padded. So anyway, we get going in the thing, get going, I get excited. And I was like, he said something about the eye. So I hit the stepman as hard as I could right in the eye, and it cut his eye oh, so shit. deep here. It knocked him out. And, it, it's, you know, stepman are like, they go, you've got to give him the hospital. He's like, no, no, i got to finish the scene. Just uh, <laughs> stitch me up or give me some. And they brought him up smelling salts. He finished the scene. So Hugh Grant saw that, saw that, this guy. So we got to the, uh, the liver scene at the end. There's a scene where I'm, my character is supposed to punch Hugh Grant. By now, Hugh Grant and I've hung out a lot, okay. and, uh, uh, and and but and something happened in the middle, which made Hugh Grant think I'm going to get even with you because in the middle of that, there had been two movies about Tom and Roseanne's divorce, and one was on ABC or one was on NBC, and then the second was on Fox. Now Fox TV, this was a Fox movie, much like True Lies was. 
So when it was announced that Fox TV was doing a Tom and Roseanne, whatever movie, Hugh Grant came to me and said, that's outrageous. We are doing a Fox movie. And they're going to, and I, I, you, you got to, that is outrageous. That is so disrespectful of you that they would do a Fox movie while we're filming this movie after you killed it in True Lies. That is, uh, I can't believe they would do that to you. Uh, I think that you got to, uh, that is so disrespectful. Wow. And anyway, and it really got to me like, right, I was feeling very low. And he said, listen, come over. Listen, man, come over here. It was Saturday night. He said, come over here to my, we're staying in Napa Valley. We each had these big buggles. He said, come over here, man. This is the most, that's the most fucked up thing I've ever heard of. And I've been in show business a long time. And I walked into his uh, bungalow and the lights are on. And everybody was there to watch the Tom and Roseanne movie. He hosted a party. <laughs> So every cast member could watch. He had a, got a giant screen brought in, oh, and he had Tom and Roseanne and balloons <laughs> to watch it. That's how big of an asshole. Anyway, so then I had to sit there and watch it, and it was oh. awful. But so at the end of the movie, we're doing the fight scene. It's Rob Williams. You know, all the actor, all the main cast is in the the shooting, the delivery scene, where my uh, both of our wives, Julianne and, and Jody, are giving birth to our babies. And it's very frantic. And it, it, we shot so much footage, and, and, you know, because Robin Williams is, is improvising it. I'm improvising it. Hugh Grant is, a, you know, British actors are very well trained. You yes. Know, they really are. And Australian actors, but British actors especially. And so he, uh, it'd be, Rob Williams drove him nuts. What? And, uh, and I liked it. I can get Robin <laughs> going and going. And, and uh you think Julianne Moore and him would be like tight, and, but no. Oh. <laughs> so I loved her so much. So, you know, so anyway, get to the point in the scene where uh, I'm going to punch him in the face. Yeah. And he was like so nervous. He's like, uh, I go, I got it. Listen, okay. So the stunt guy's out there, and, uh, and then Tom steps over and punches. He goes, no, 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 no. I don't trust him. Don't I don't trust him. I go, hey, man, I do. I've been in a lot of stuff. I'm used to punching you. And he's like, uh, no, Hugh, we're going to shoot him from behind. And there's going to be that much space between Tom's fist and your face. He goes, I, I do not tr fucking trust him at all. I don't think he's going to fucking punch me in the face. And Chris Columbus comes over and goes, no, it's going to be fine. And, and even Julia Moore's like, don't be such a wuss. He's not going to, it's actors doing all the time. He's going to be that far away. And everybody stops the whole, the whole crew stops. And he goes, it's going to be fine, Hugh. He's not going to, I go, I'm not going to, I swear to God, I'm not going to get any more material. So anyway, we start to see, it's a very hectic scene, and we get ready for that, that, that take, and they've actually put a mark on the floor, so I know where I put it. Yeah. I step, I, I didn't mean to, I'm sure. <laughs> I step over it, and bam, I hit him right in the, right, you know how it feels to get hit in the nose. Oh, yeah. He goes down, he's like, bloody hell, bloody hell. <laughs> and uh, we stop, and then, and he, but he still is, I didn't hit him hard enough for him to go, bloody hell. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, everybody stops and then, and then Julianne Moore's like, bloody hell. And it's just mocked him. And he goes, then he felt bad that he'd overdone it. And then he kind of straight, and then it became a, a whole thing. But I did hit him right That's in the, so right funny. in the, I'm like, there is no, I'm just going to say, I am not going to step, I'm going to keep it right here. I measured it out like 10 times. Yeah, yeah, bam, 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 I promise you, Hugh, I know what I'm doing. I mean, come here, come here, bam. I yeah, can't yeah. reach you from here. And then, of course, I stepped over and bam. But, uh, but uh, you know, but he, uh, 
but no, he, I enjoyed him a lot. Yeah. And, uh, very was, nice Robin, guy and he, was Robin just, uh, you know, I just recently watched uh, my buddy just did a, a documentary about, I think it's coming out, just got distribution, but it's, um, uh, uh, not the HBO films doc, but another one that's mainly focuses on the Louis body dementia. And it's, uh, oh, I just said, but it's his wife that is, yes, wife that yes, said, yes. Yeah. My buddy yeah, made that. He said, oh, I got to see that. Yeah. You know, Robin was, uh, you know, he's in my group and, and I, I knew Robin, uh, uh, you know, he worked, he was sober. He worked so hard on his sobriety. And then he's dealing with that, the Louis body, uh, and Parkinson's. And, uh, you know, that guy fought, you know, uh, he fought so hard and, uh, you know, very, uh, very tragically sad, uh, with, with passing, but man, he was, he had so much on his plate, but, uh, you know, he's such a good man. I always say it's about him. If I called him, he's, one of the few people, if I called him at three in the morning, he said, Hey, so and so's in trouble. Whether he knew him or not, he'd go, Let's go get him. And that's a, that's the kind of guy he was. He was a service to so many people. And, uh, you know, uh, he was genuinely the best guy. And I don't know, you know, when I first started coming out here in the 80s to, to go to the comedy store and stuff, and and, uh, you know, I met Roseanne in 1983 when I was 23, and, I, and she was still living in Denver. She wasn't famous yet, and, and uh, we were, she came to Minneapolis to perform, and I was her middle act. She was a headliner, but she wasn't, you know, Roseanne. We hit it right. off, and we both started coming out here and meeting all these, you know, uh, big people we heard about. Yeah. yeah, and Robin Williams is, you know, but people, you know, but then people would be like sort of jealous of Robin Williams, but he was always so amazing. And now you look back, you go, oh, he was, he was so great. And he was always so kind. But when Rosanna and I got divorced, when, when it first happened, I remember there was a comic relief. That's a big oh, yeah. comedy. Thing. And I was standing there and nobody would talk to me except Robin Williams. Like, you know. <laughs> He was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know. He he made a special point, and awesome. I get it because people are like, well, who are we gonna? And you know, Roseanne was so, she's like, you talk to him, you're never talking to me again. Like she was, uh, oh, but yeah, he yeah. was, you know, he was always kind, and he's, he's boy, he did so much for people, but he was suffering, man. He was, you can't imagine having your hard drive wacky like that. Like people, I can't even imagine. So I I, I want to see that, and uh, I just That's don't like. I, yeah, I can tell you from my experience with him, sitting uh, uh, next to him, sitting in a room with him, uh, worked very hard on his uh, – he was sober. He worked very hard on his sobriety. He went away to a place uh, uh, to get uh, – for his mental health. And, uh, you know, uh, God bless him. And what a, uh, what a, a brutal uh, – uh, you know, but, it, but yeah, I hate – You feel you like you've never seen – you feel like you've ever seen anything like that on stage since then, or do you feel like that's just like a one in a uh, a million type of talent? Like, two in a million. Yeah, I mean because the way you can't replicate the way he came to be and the way he, you know, I mean the way he came to be and the way he also respected, uh, you know, people like Jonathan Winters because you can't replicate how Jonathan Winters came to be and the, also the way he came to be with television and they made that show, created that show to around what he did and and again the way the comedy store was and the times then and times are different now and uh you know um you know it's just uh i mean he 
you know, but it, it's, uh, you know, it's also good to look at his work. Yeah. And uh, his work, uh, his acting work, his, uh, you know, and, you know, you can just see the quality of, uh, you know, his work and the quality of a human being he was. And you can still be a very good human being and very, very uh, talented. And uh, I like looking back at people. We watched, we we're just watching Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor was also somebody that I spent time with. And, you know, that just uh, these, uh, these icons. He, he was, I found him to be a very nice guy too. So, but Robin is, you know, you know, he, he was sometimes when people are, I just have to say this, sometimes when people are that vulnerable and kind and genuinely, and I, I can speak to this uh, for, for the time I spent with him, it's the world is, you know, I think he was 62 years old. Was he? That's a lot. You know, if your heart is that open, that is a lot. So some people that are assholes, could live to be 110. Right. It's a little more shut off, right? They're kind That's of, they're, their guards true. up. They're not letting in That's as much. True. That's very true. So, uh, the, the, uh, real quick, when things open, you've been to the comedy store, like when things were still jamming, right? Like, I feel like I saw you there in the last. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I go over there. Yeah. It's, I, it was, uh, I like it because, because I do 12 minutes and then the next, and there's somebody completely different. Yeah. And I just love watching all the variety of, uh, people. You go down there on a Saturday night and, uh, do those shows where they're and everybody's so different. They're different than me because they're they're very organized. But you know, you see such a variety of right. comics yeah. like you and like these people you see on TV, and uh, and it's just one after another after another, and it's just so cool and uh, so different. Do you get flooded with memories though of the when you first yeah. saw the store when you're there and you're like, oh, you young kid, like because I hear that yeah. from Paulie all the time. He's like, bro, you don't even know what it was like 30 years ago. You don't even know. And he's like, this hallway was fuck. He's like, I was like, what a great night. He's like, it's great, but it's not what it was. And he's like, it's great. Don't get me wrong. It's great. It's the store. It's breathing. It's alive. But, and, and, then he, and then he'll tell me so many stories, and I'm like, oh, there's no way that'll happen now. You know, and, and for, the, for the better, I mean, the store it's is. Good. It's the good store. because people, you know, it's good. It, it, Polly, you know, Polly was a kid, too. And Polly was. You know, he his experience is, you know, more, you know, his mom and, uh, you know, he's got a whole different. Yes. And we like to say, but I think it's pretty great now. They haven't cleaned the fucking place <laughs> since then. It's disgusting. But, uh, you know, there was a lot of uh, drugs and nonsense, a lot of yeah. bitterness, a lot of backstabbing, you know. Uh, but, you know, when people are great on that stage, and it's, it's been packed down there. And that's great. And people, just the fact they remember, you know, you're standing there on that stage, you're like, I'm on the main stage of the motherfucking comedy store yeah. where everybody has been. It's the same place. You know, well, Ciro's before this comedy store, yeah. which is a whole different oh, thing. Yeah. But, you know, but Polly, uh, you know, Polly's very, you know, he's amazing. He is so, you know, because he, he I remember him when he was a, a teenager and those guys, he's like, well, those guys embraced me, and you know he never got into drugs, Polly. But those guys were drug addicts. Those guys were—they were, <laughs> they were his know, babysitters. They were filthy. Up. <laughs> they were filthy, and uh, you know, and I was, you know, uh, you know, Roseanne and I partied, partied. We did a lot of drugs, and we drank a lot, me more than her. But, but the Kinnison and those guys, you know, they were just filthy, and, and they took Polly under their wing, but. But Polly uh, did not have the bug. 
And he's very lucky that for a kid, it's not the best. It, it's not be, the big brother program. Yeah. <laughs> but he turned out, Paulie's done very well for himself. Oh, yeah. You know, and, uh, but it was, it, it was a exciting time and uh, so much talent and so much weirdness. Uh, well, so much talent and so much weirdness could be the name of your next autobiography. Yeah. Uh, Tom, uh, thank, thank you. you for making time, dude. And thank Sasha, a real treat to meet you. You guys' podcast is fucking great. Uh, Two in the Bush, go check it out. Uh, and when the movie comes out, send me uh, whatever, and I'll, I'll blast it out for you. And hopefully next time I see it at a Smith Purim party, we can give a joint speech. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks, buddy. Uh, you guys be safe, man. Music video. What's up, you? Oh, we got to send you a music video. Oh, please. Uh, Maybe I'll throw it in this episode if that's cool. She, oh, please do. She's very good. That's a fact. She's very good. Okay, good. Thank you. Psych <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks, Tommy. Bye, Thank Sasha. You. Okay, bye. bye.